Hello, everyone, and welcome to Honestly Booked. I'm your host, Ariel, on Instagram under at Are You Ready to Read with four eyes. And I'm your host, Rachel, on Instagram under at Paperbacks and Sketchbooks. This is a conversational podcast devoted to books, all thing books with no genre discrimination. We hope with this podcast we will expand your TBR. To get updates on our show, you can follow us on Instagram at Honestly Booked and like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help us get our podcast out there. Welcome everyone to episode 32. This episode is one of my favorite episodes, our November subscriptions. I feel like I say that about every episode though. I'm like, oh, this is my favorite episode. (laughs) I mean, they're all a lot of fun. They are. They are. Um, So this is our November subscriptions. This is where we hope you get a lot of good recommendations from. We have our main subscription places we go through, which is Aardvark, Book of the Month. And then we also have our Amazon First Reads and our Celebrity Book Club. So this and the Challenges episode, pretty much all our episodes, but (laughs) this and the Challenges episode, we have so so much like content to share with you guys. And I hope that you get at least one book added to your TBR. That's my goal. I know your goal is supposed to be like shutting down your TBR, but mine's always adding to it. So, you know, I'm a bad influence. Let's go. You are a bad influence. (laughs) Speaking of bad influences, no, I'll save that for later. (laughs) So your latest read and my latest read were both wildly different. I think we were pretty much at opposite ends of the spectrum with them. But I am super curious about your latest read and what also, what made you read this one? Because I don't think I've ever seen this book anywhere that you're bringing. So this book was actually an aardvark pick from a few months ago. Oh, yes. Yes. I don't know why that like went over my head. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I haven't seen it really anywhere. Not memorable. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I've seen maybe one or two other people post about it. But other than that, I have not seen it anywhere. So this book is called Amazing Grace Adams by Fran Littlewood. And honestly, this book fell a little flat for me. I ended up giving this book two stars, which I don't do often anymore. And on Goodreads, it has a cumulative rating of 3.47 stars out of 7,500 ratings. And this was also a Read with Jenna book club pick for the month of September. And I'm just surprised that I didn't like it. But, you know, not every book can be a hit. So this book I thought was going to be quirky based off of the synopsis and based off of the cover, but it ended up not being very quirky. So this book is about Grace Adams and she gave birth, blinked, and now suddenly she's 45, paramenopausal, and stalled. The unhappiest age you can be, according to The Guardian. And today, she's really losing it. Stuck in traffic, she finally has had enough. To the astonishment of everyone, Grace gets out of her car and simply walks away. Grace sets off across London armed with a 200-pound cake, pounds not as in weight as in the European currency, to win back her estranged teenage daughter on her 16th birthday. Because today is the day she'll remind her daughter that no matter how far we fall, we can always get back up again because Grace Adams used to be amazing. Her husband thought so, her daughter thought so, even Grace thought so. But everyone seems to have forgotten. So, you know, when the synopsis mentioned that she was going to be setting off across London on foot with this really expensive cake, I was like, this is going to be wild. This is going to be crazy, and it's going to be funny. But honestly, this book, and I hate to say it, but this book was just like a waste of my time, hot take. The execution of it just fell 
very flat. The structure of the book was weird. It had three timelines, two alternating points of view in these timelines. And all I got from every single timeline was that the world was always against Grace Adams. And it was kind of depressing to read about. Like there was nothing funny about it. And, you know, based off the cover art, because it does have this woman giving the finger to whoever picks up this book, I thought it was going to be like a fun, lighthearted kind of read, but it wasn't. And then secondly, Grace just gets out of her car in the middle of traffic, which is like the first scene that happens. So it's not a spoiler. And she just starts this all day journey by foot to get to her daughter's 16th birthday party. And the things that happen to me, at least, seemed really ridiculous. Like the first few things seemed kind of justified, but then the longer it went on, the more I was just like, come on already. Like, can we just get to your daughter's house? Like, it's like, let's just skip ahead in time. The middle of the book was boring to me. Nothing eventful happened. I did not find Grace Adams to be an interesting character. And then all of a sudden at the end, this bomb is just dropped on the reader of like why Grace is the way she is. And it just felt like it came out of nowhere. Overall, two stars for me not what I was expecting. And maybe that's why it was two stars because I wasn't expecting it to be like this. It is what it is. I wanted to love it, but I didn't. I definitely understand that whole um, expectations, you know, in a book not exceeding them or not meeting your expectations. And it brings your experience down a lot, you know? It's like, you know, I wanted this book to be something it wasn't. And, you know, you get, you just get disappointed because it's like, it had so much potential, you know? Yeah. Or, It was going one way and then went totally off course, you know? Right, right. Like when it started off with Grace getting out of her car in the middle of traffic, I was like, okay, this is going to be like hysterical. It's going to be funny. It's going to be weird. But it it was just boring. Okay, so my question, do you think I would enjoy it? Because a couple of the things you said in here feel like things that I would like, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's possible, but... I think you would agree with me that the middle of the book was very uneventful and that might cause you to not want to finish it because I thought about DNFing, but I didn't. Where did you ultimately fall with rating? You said two stars? Uh, Yes, two stars. Yeah, it happens. So that was The Amazing Grace Adams by Fran Littlewood. But what was your latest read? I hope it was something much better than mine. My latest read actually surprised me. Going into it, I wasn't sure. I know that one of my really close friends on Bookstagram, uh, this guy Books, had suggested it to me. And he had, like, for weeks after he read it, had been like, you need to read this book. You need to read this book. Like, was like, you know, telling me I needed to read it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out from the library because, you know, I'm, I'm on a budget girly. I'm a budget girly right now. So, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to buy it, but I am going to check it out from the library. And it's um, relatively new, I believe. So it took a while to get to me. Well, it finally got to me and I read it and I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I did not think I was going to enjoy it. Mostly why I didn't think I was going to enjoy it was because of the beginning. And then also because I... Like I couldn't really connect with the main character. And also I was in, I was having a really busy weekend. So I only was really able to pick this book up in bits and pieces. And I feel like when I read a book in bits and pieces, I don't get that like full sit down story feel wrapped up in the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I read literally two pages and then I'd have to go chase after a kid. And then I read like another page three hours later and I'm like, I'm probably rereading a page. You know what I mean? So it was just 
the beginning was just not a fun experience. But then on one of the days on the weekend, I was able to sit down. You know, my husband was putting the baby to bed. The kids were asleep. I was able to sit down and read and I busted out like 90% of the book. I was a very fast read. It has very short-ish chapters. It was it was overall a good read. Um, it wasn't a five star to me for a few a couple little things, but it was damn near close. So that was Strange Sally Diamond by Liz Nugent. And last time I had talked about this, and I had said it was they are making Sally Diamond out to be kind of like an Eleanor Oliphant kind of thing or a um, Cassandra in Reverse, you know that quirky mm-hmm. main character. Yeah, and. I felt that the author did a really good job portraying mental health. I felt like it didn't feel like it was just the quirkiness was a part of her character. I felt like it was actually, you know, it was done well. And it was obviously brought on by trauma that you learned throughout the book. The backstory was really good. I loved the alternating points of view. So you have Sally Diamond, who is, like I said, really quirky and just overall different. You know, she has uh, social issues and just is just different. Well, one day she finds out that she's not Sally Diamond. She's actually someone else. And some stuff happened to her in her past that was very traumatic. And there is another point of view included in this that is a part of that trauma. Yeah, it was just a really good book. I really liked the mystery aspect to it. This isn't a thrillery thriller. This is a character development thriller with a side of mystery and something happening. (laughs) Like, I really enjoyed it. Like, I I liked it a lot. I'm on the fence. I keep going back and forth with the ending. It's like part of me really likes it. Part of me doesn't. I like how everything kind of wraps up at the end, but I also don't like how it wraps up at the end, if that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I get that. I don't like how it was like super, it felt a little bit quick. Like, I wish the ending would have been a little more fleshed out because everything just kind of was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, it just happened, happened, happened. And it's like, oh, okay, like, that's great and all. (laughs) But like, can you explain why? It was overall a really good read. I feel like you will really enjoy it as well. Just know that at some points in the middle, you know, when you're doing all your character development, it does get a little bit slow. But the um, POVs that go back and forth and you're trying to figure out what's going on is so good. And the story in and of itself, the plot is so good. I definitely added all of her books to my, all of her backlist books to my TBR because I'm going to be reading them. So that was Strange Sally Diamond by Liz Nugent. I'm looking forward to reading it. I checked it out of the library because I saw it on the new shelf and I was like, ooh, our bestie, this guy books told me that I should read it. So I scooped it and I will read it soon. Yay. Yeah, it's good. You need to talk when you need to talk to me about it. Yeah, for sure. And I need to talk to you about that ending. Oh, yeah. So Rachel and I, of course, me being as always the bad influence, have brought into our lives Trivia Crack. Now, if you don't know what we're talking about, this is an app that was developed, I want to say like 10 years ago, I think is what it says when you open the app. It's like the 10 year anniversary or something. Yeah. So this was developed a long time ago. <laughs> like I was in college and it's just like a, literally just a trivia game and you could play your friends, you know, stuff like that. So I got it. I was having ton of fun playing these random people but I was like why am I playing random people I want to play my friends so I forced Rachel to get it as always you know I'm like hey I sent her I think what I did was I sent you like the link like play this and I was like I didn't say anything else I just sent it to you and you're like do you want me to play (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) I'm like download now (laughs) yeah so yep 
she downloaded it we were playing a bunch and then we're like okay we need to add like some other people up in this so we added of course our two besties on bookstagram chelsea and travis and i'm getting dominated by like everybody so (laughs) (laughs) and it's weird because some of the questions are so stupid like when i just got it showed me a picture of lasagna and it's like which italian food is this i'm like bro come on now (laughs) i know some of them feel like cop-outs but sometimes i get those wrong (laughs) i know some of them are hard though and you're like oh okay like i keep getting questions about dog breeds and i'm like i don't that is so funny what this dog is But yeah, I also did the same thing with a bunch of my other friends that aren't Ariel and I sent my link for people to join. I sent it to my sister and my boyfriend and my other friend on Bookstagram. Yep. And they all questioned me. Like my sister texted me and she's like, do you want me to play this with you? And then my other friend, Rosalie, she texted me and she was like, you want me to play Trivia Crack? And my boyfriend was like, did you send me the Trivia Crack link? And I'm like, why is everyone questioning me? Like, just play the game with me. If my husband knew how to like do that kind of stuff, I would have him join too. But I usually just when I'm actually, I'm not going to tell you. Never mind. (laughs) Okay. I was gonna say sometimes when I'm sometimes when I'm playing, I'll scream to the other room, and be like, "What's this?" And he's like, <laughs> but not often because I know more than no, we're pretty bold, pretty much bold smart. But <laughs> so trivia crack has been our latest addiction, um, and I they really do put crack in it. Like, <laughs> they must <laughs> seriously because all I want to do now is play trivia crack all day long because they also have this one section where you can do these challenges and stuff and what yeah you didn't know that no yeah there's like all these challenges that you can do to like earn lives and coins and like all these other oh like, my god boosts. and i've been doing that and i've just like pushed all of my books aside and it's like my, yeah you definitely shouldn't have told me that my new hobby is trivia crack it's not even reading anymore so that's funny you shouldn't have told me that but it's okay because i'm gonna figure it out it's funny because like you said i've been pushing my books to the side and like i'm reading a good book right now but i don't have the urge to pick it up i'd rather grab my phone and play trivia crack the book i'm currently reading has a lot of my like catnip that i love it has family drama neighborhood drama multiple points of view there's some like weird stuff going on and i am loving it so far when i do pick it up please enlighten me It is called The Family Next Door by Sally Hepworth. And this was, um, I think, one of her first books she ever wrote. And I loved Darling Girls. I loved uh, The Good Sister. I loved all her other books. So I was like, I need to finish her backlist, which I've been trying to do. You know, I've been trying to get through author's backlist because when you like the reading, you know, I'm like, I want to read everything you ever wrote. Oh, yeah. This is one of her older books. And you can definitely tell because the writing isn't as, I mean, it's good. It's great. Don't get me wrong. But it's not like as good as her newest stuff, you know? Basically, we have Essie, who from the outside has an idyllic life with a loving husband, a beautiful house in a good neighborhood, and a nearby mother who dotes on her grandchildren. But Essie has a secret. In a moment of maternal despair, she once walked away from her newborn who was asleep in her carriage in a park. Disaster was avoided, and Essie got better. But she still fears what lurks inside of her, even as her daughter gets older and she has a second baby. When a new woman named Isabel moves in next door to Essie, she's an immediate object of curiosity in the neighborhood. Why single when everyone else is married with children? Why renting when everyone else owns? What mysterious job does she have and why is she so fascinated with Essie? As the two women grow closer and Essie's friends voice their disapproval, it becomes clear that Isabel's choice of a neighborhood was no accident and that her presence threatens to bring shocking secrets to a light. 
So as I'm reading through this book, there's like five different characters, perspectives that we get. And every single character has a secret. And most of the secrets have already been revealed to us as the reader. And you're just like, now we're just in the whole like cat and mouse, like, oh, when's someone going to find out? You know, what's going to happen? So I'm really enjoying this book so far. That is The Family Next Door by Sally Hepworth. I know your current read and I am, I need to know about it. Like I looked up the synopsis and it looks so good, but I need to know if you're liking it. Yeah. So my current read is actually an ARC. It's an advanced reader copy that I got through a book tour agency. So like if you're on Bookstagram or uh, book talk and you're you post about books all the time like there are actually these accounts that you can follow and like sign up for their newsletters and they'll offer free advanced copies in exchange for you to make a post about it on your platform so I've been doing a couple of those and this one caught my eye so I had to sign up for it and it is called Black Fox One by Elise Hoffman this one is actually pretty interesting so far and also I'm kind of like uncomfortable but also I'm uncomfortable in like a good way because she's so good at telling the story and it's like really making me be like wow this book already has a 4.6 star rating on Goodreads but it only has 25 ratings so far but that's because its publication date is November 1st of 2023 comes out soon by the time you hear this it's already out so this book is about Jonas and Avelina and they are devoted Nazis and also best friends, and they have a bright future in Hitler's Third Reich. Ava is a talented gymnast, and she wants to serve Germany in the Olympics, and Jonas, who has loved Ava since they were children, wants nothing more than to marry her. And when he is about to propose, however, Ava and her entire family vanish without a trace. So Jonas blames the Jews for Ava's disappearance and throws himself into a career in the Nazi party. He serves the Reich under the ruthless chief of the Gestapo. Jonas becomes particularly good at capturing members of the Black Foxes, which is an anti-Nazi resistance group, earning Heydrich's respect and the moniker of the Fox Hunter. And Heydrich is the chief of the Gestapo, by the way. So he's impressed by Jonas's skills and he gives him the most difficult task yet, which is to capture the elusive Black Fox One, the Black Fox's most deadly and mysterious operative. No Nazi who has pursued Black Fox One has returned alive, but Jonas is determined and confident. Capturing Black Fox One might bring him one step closer to finding Ava. But while he's hunting for Black Fox One, he makes a shocking discovery, forcing him to make an agonizing decision. He must choose between his love for the Reich and his heart. My first impressions of this book, because I'm about halfway through, I'm a little like shocked that the author chose to write this from the Nazi perspective. But also it makes for an interesting read because you're like inside his head. But also that's why I'm like, this is a bold choice. I actually texted Ariel and I was like, it's a bold choice to make this from the Nazi's point of view. But, you know, I'm actually liking the story so far. Don't worry. This book is not like pro-Nazi anything. Like this is very much of the Nazis were bad people kind of book. And it was written by a Jewish author, Elise Hoffman. And she actually, her specialty is writing historical fiction with different twists. So the twist in this one is having the Nazi perspective be our main point of view. And she's also bringing in like all this Jewish folklore and stuff into the story as well. Like we have one of the characters explaining different things about the Jewish culture. And I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm learning a lot about how the Jewish people were actually treated during 
the time of World War II. So, so far, it's really good. It's just, if you ever start this book, you will be a little shocked at first, but but trust me, it like it all pans out. So I totally understand the, um, maybe not confusion, but like the turn off of reading something from a Nazi's point of view, mm-hmm. because another book that I read, The German Wife, kind of had a similar thing. You definitely not sympathize with them, but there was a good reason why the author in that book had included that perspective. Right. So, you know, maybe that's the same with yours. You know, maybe it's necessary to the story. Yeah. But um, it definitely is very jarring. Yes, it is. And this book is actually the third in a series of standalones called Project 613. I don't know the meaning behind Project 613, so maybe I will learn it, but this is the third one in that series and there is a note at the beginning of the book saying that I I might enjoy this better if I read the other books but so far I'm not lost at all with any of the characters or anything so that's good that's good this can be a pure standalone but that was Black Box One by Elise Hoffman hey you're getting your arcs down there you go I am so yeah happy about that Well, before we get into our next reads, what we're going to read next, which I'm excited for mine, and I'm pretty sure you are too, we are going to jump right into our favorite new segment, the unplanned subject, Twirly Whirly. I love the unplanned subject, Twirly Whirly. Oh my God, same. Okay, I'm about to spin. Ready? Oh my God, the noise. (laughs) (laughs) We have book clubs is our topic. So book clubs let's talk about them do you have anything that you like any pressing thing you need to say about book clubs i mean no the only real book club i've been part of is our little virtual one that we have going on where we meet very sporadically we have like set days where we're supposed to meet but you know life happens we can't always meet or we don't read the book in time because (laughs) it's always me life happens (laughs) but i like it like i i like this book club because I'm learning like a lot. Well, I'm not learning a lot. I'm reading a lot of books that I wouldn't normally read. I'm learning about more authors that I usually wouldn't have known. Um, I met some cool people. So I mean, book clubs, I think are awesome. And they're a great way to make friends. They're a great way to sort of diversify your reading. Just a a great way to, to read something a little different than what you would otherwise read. I agree with you. And I also, to add on to that, I like book clubs because like you said, you read books you don't wouldn't have read before sometimes, which definitely happens in my in real life book clubs. They always pick books that I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. Not only does that happen, but I like reading a book and talking over with people, seeing other opinions, you know, getting that other perspective. Because sometimes it doesn't happen often, but sometimes I'll read a book like either five or one and I'll talk it through with my friends and I'll be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have been so harsh or like maybe it wasn't that good. (laughs) You know what I mean? So yeah, I love talking it over with people. I love that like connection, especially in this time of like, I mean, like we're getting out of this whole COVID thing, but especially during COVID, you know, it was great kind of connection that all these virtual book clubs popped up, all these different ways to have virtual book clubs. I'm definitely still in some, I'm definitely in a in real life book club as well that meets once a month. It's great. I love this. I love doing book clubs. They're fun. Um, used to have really hard time. I would sign myself up for like tons of book clubs because like I said, (laughs) I really like reading books with other people, but I kind of got overwhelmed. So (laughs) 
Uh, I even had to get like a special calendar just for like my book club books to make sure I was reading them on time. But like I said, I got overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my take on book clubs. I think they're awesome and sometimes stressful, but they definitely add to my life, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love being part of a book club. I was never part of a book club before you, honestly. <laughs> All right. So book clubs are fun. And, you know, like Ariel said, sometimes you got to get a separate calendar just so you can keep track of all the books that you need to read for your book clubs. But, you know, I, I'm not really a planner with my books, but I'm trying to be, which is why I have my next read planned out. If I get to it, who knows? I, I kind of throw away the plan sometimes. But right now I'm planning on reading The Forest of Vanishing Stars by Kristen Harmel as my next read. And this is a historical fiction so, you know, I've got a historical fiction trend going on, as we all know by now. This one has a 4.26 star rating on Goodreads out of 63,000 ratings. And this one is a World War II historical fiction. Again, I read a lot of World War II historical fictions, if you can't tell. So the synopsis says, after being stolen from her wealthy German parents and raised in the unforgiving wilderness of Eastern Europe, a young woman finds herself alone in 1941 after her kidnapper dies. Her solitary existence is interrupted, however, when she happens upon a group of Jews fleeing the Nazi terror. Stunned to learn what's happening in the outside world, she vows to teach the group all she can about surviving the forest. And in turn, they teach her some surprising lessons about opening her heart after years of isolation. And this book is inspired by true stories of survival against staggering odds and suffused with the journey from the wilderness elements that made... Where the Crawdads Sing, a worldwide phenomenon. So I wonder if the author took some inspiration from that. So that is pretty interesting, but I'm excited to read this one. That's The Forest of Vanishing Stars by Kristen Harmel. And what do you have up your sleeve for your next read? My next book is actually the second book in the series of Unsub. It's called Into the Black Nowhere by Meg Gardner. And I really liked Unsub. I know you did as well. And this one is a, so his, the last, the first one was inspired by the Zodiac Killer, right? I believe. Yeah. So now this one is inspired by Ted Bundy. Ooh. So you're going to have Caitlin again, who, if you remember her, she was the detective on the case. And I'm sorry, she's well, she's now a rookie FBI agent. She was a detective, but because of finding the first unsub in the book, the first book, she became a FBI agent. So now she's an FBI agent. She's a rookie, though. She's newly assigned to the behavioral analysis unit. And now they have another serial killer. And this one's inspired by Ted Bundy. So funny because I just read a Ted Bundy book like three books ago. <laughs> So yeah, so I'm excited to get back into Caitlin's head, get back into Caitlin's world and the, you know, cat and mouse. And I've definitely heard that this book is good, if not better than her first one. And there's a third and a fourth one. So I am so excited. I wonder who the, what serial killer the third one's based off of. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm really excited to finish that series and work through it because the first one was really good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and it had been sitting on my shelf. That was my oldest, that was my oldest, um, book on my TBR. So I was super excited when I got done with it. Yeah, that's awesome. You're going to be an expert in Ted Bundy. <laughs> At this point, unfortunately. <laughs> so this is our book subscriptions episode for the month of November. And, you know, honestly, this month 
there were some good picks, but there were also some where I was like, eh, I don't know about that one. This one didn't have the best picks, but they did have some good add-ons. And, um, you know, there's always the backlist with Book of the Month and Aardvark. You can always, if you don't like the books that month, you know, you can always get something from a previous month. Exactly. So I'm excited to dive into these. And, you know, maybe a book that I don't like will be something that you'll want to read. For book of the month, the first pick is The Helsinki Affair by Anna Petoniak, and this is a spy thriller. Are you mission ready? This hard-nosed, globe-trotting espionage story will leave you questioning everything around you. And it's tagged as having multiple points of view, a non-linear timeline, it's international, and movie-ish. I know I've been seeing this one a lot on Bookstagram. I haven't. That's funny. I've never seen this one. Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot. Like the publisher, I don't remember who published it, keeps posting about it. And then some other people have been posting it too. And they say it's really good, but I don't know. I've never really been into spies. Yeah, I don't know if I would, um, I don't know if I would read this one as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I like the multiple POVs and the nonlinear timeline, but I'm not the biggest fan of like movie-ish action movie stuff. I think this one might be more of our friend, this guy books kind of um, cup of tea possibly maybe yeah the next one though this one did kind of look good to me this was called the last love note by emma gray and this is contemporary fiction so it says let those tears flow which every time it says that it, it i do <laughs> you know you're like oh my god this hit me right in the soul so you'll be quickly won over by this widowed single mom learning to let love back into her heart this looks good to me its tags are romance emotional inspirational and mama drama not so sure about the romance part but if it's like how i've always said if it's romance the romance is not the main thing you know then i'm okay with it but if it's you know, like shoved out of your throat, then it's like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would read it. Maybe if you read it and you like it, I'll give it a chance. It has a cute cover though. It does. I really like it. The next book is Again and Again by Jonathan Evison. And this is contemporary fiction. In this moving pie-in to to storytelling, wow, what a word, an old man regales his nursing assistant with tales that blur fact and fantasy. It's tagged as emotional, unreliable narrator, nonlinear timeline, and underdog. Okay, this one looks good to me, and I almost got this one. You know, I was like, ooh, I like the unreliable narrator, the Mm -hmm. nonlinear timeline, emotional underdog. Like, those all sound good. And if it's an old man telling his nursing assistant, you know, tales of his life, like, that could be interesting, too. Um, It does say it's contemporary fiction, so I don't know. I I mean, this one does look pretty good to me. It sounds like it could be interesting, so I'll, I'll have to throw it in my maybe pile. Maybe I'll read it. The next book is What the River Knows by Isabel Abenez, and this is Young Adult. If you've ever identified with Indiana Jones, you must read this lush, fantastical romp through the 19th century Egypt. 400 plus pages, puzzle, quest, and magical. If it wasn't YA, it would get this one. <laughs> but that YA, man, I just can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm not one of those adults that read YA. I just can't do it. I went through those years of the the lusty and, you know, uh, uh, I just can't. No, no yeah. not for me. I don't know if I'll pick it up. It really depends on what I see other people review it as. Because I don't mind young adult books. But, you know, when it's like, magical and it looks like it's a really big book i don't know we'll see 
The next one is This Spells Love by Kate Robb, and this is a romance and her debut. Be careful what you wish for. An attempted memory wipe of a bad ex leaves a young woman a stranger to her best friend. And this is a light read, magical, salacious, and friends to lovers. It sounds a little too cheesy for me, so I might have to pass on this one. Yeah, it's a little, it sounds a little cheesy. Yeah. So the next book is called Let Us Descend by Jessamyn Ward. And this is literary fiction, which as we all know, this is one of my favorite categories. Every now and then on Book of the Month, it has a little banner underneath and it says this book is experimental. So it's it's not written the way that, you know, usually what that means is it's not written the normal way you know like there's something about the writing that's different maybe it doesn't have exclamation points for or, oh my god maybe it doesn't have quotation marks yeah. <laughs> for you know and I've read a book from book of the month that was an experimental book that didn't have any like periods commas exclamation points nothing it had no what is that called um punctuation punctuation it had like no punctuation it was just it was bizarre the author had split each sentence and stuff by like lines you know, so, but it was, it was still bizarre. So it has that, this is experimental kind of thing. And because of that, I don't know what is wrong with me, but because that, I always want to read those books. I'm like, <laughs> I need to know what is so weird. Yeah. So this is the haunting and haunted powerful story of an enslaved girl seeking redemption with the help of her ancestors. The tags on this crack me up though. It has heavy reads, supernatural, LGBTQ, and cerebral. <laughs> Those are some those are some wild wildly different tags. But yeah, so they yeah, it looks looks interesting. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Moving along, those were the book of the month books. Like I said, not too many sounded that great this month, which is odd because as long as I've been going to book of the month, every single month there's always been one book that I'm like, need it now, you know? Right, right. And this month was nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not really jumping to grab anything yeah I thought about maybe like one of them like this last love note I thought maybe I'd put it on hold at the library but we'll see we'll see I really don't need any more library books <laughs> right where book of the month didn't look that good to me this month aardvark did I found three books on aardvark that I actually would possibly read aardvark has five books this month and one of the first books is a book that's already out which they've done that before and I'm sure that upset quite a few people you know because usually these book subscription books is the point of boxes the point of them is to usually get the book before it even comes out so you're kind of like ahead of everyone and aardvark it seems like a couple times they've actually done a book that was from the last month you know it's already been out so you know i like i don't care that doesn't bother me but maybe the people who checked it out from the library and read it you know they want a physical copy because aardvark's quality is subpar now like is that a good word subpar subpar means it's not good oh why do i always think that's like a good word (laughs) okay because aardvark's quality now is like really good I think it's even better than book of the months now. Same book of the month. I, I'm not even going to get into it, but book of the month books, the <laughs> last few times I've gotten them, they just felt so like cheap compared yes. to Aardvark's books. It's like they ma- have to, well, they have to mass print it out, you know, because book of the month, unfortunately, is way more, way more yeah. uh, popular than Aardvark. And so they, you know, have tons more people to send them to. So I'm sure they mass produce it like that. Aardvark, it seems like they're actually taking 
very good care of their books. Whereas in the beginning, there was a little bit of an issue with that. Um, there was also an issue with Aardvark taking forever. And now Rachel literally placed an order. I think like even that day it was shipping. Yeah, I placed the order on November 1st and I I got the shipping notification on November 1st. That is so awesome compared to like yeah. how it used to be. Which makes me really happy because Aardvark is awesome. I, you know, it, I've been with them now for the whole year. And I, like, because they started around my birthday of last year, you know. So, yeah, it's been good for them. It's, it's good to see them grow. You know, it's good to it see is. them grow because they're a really good company. They take care of people. They have great customer service. Anyways, we're not sponsored by Aardvark. Wish we were. But... <laughs> So let's get to the books because they had, like I said, some good ones. One of the ones that looked really interesting to me, which no surprise, is a historical fiction, but it also has tags of literary fiction and horror. Ooh. This is called The Reformatory. This is a gripping page-turning novel set in Jim Crow, Florida that follows Robert Stevens Jr. as he's sent to a segregated reform school that is a chamber of terrors where he sees horrors of racism and injustice for the living and the dead. Now, the magical realism part of this might, you know, be like, ugh, come on. But the rest of the plot sounds, or the rest of the synopsis sounds really good in my opinion. That was The Reformatory by Tananarevi Due. I totally screwed that up. I'm not even going to (laughs) try. That's okay. I actually was going back and forth between this one and another aardvark pick, but then I ultimately passed on this one because I was like, I I don't know how the whole like paranormal ghosty thing was going to pan out. So I'll probably check this one out of the library. So the next aardvark pick is actually the one that I chose. And this is called Love Interest by Claire Gilmore. This is her debut novel and it is a romance. So surprise, surprise, I picked the romance option. This is a sparkling adversaries to lovers rom-com set at a magazine publisher in Manhattan. When Casey and Alex are forced into proximity, they soon realize falling for each other is just as much of a risk as it is a reward. So I'm really surprised you got the I picked that you picked the love the romance one. Yeah, but you know, I was like nothing else was really jumping <laughs> out at me and this one didn't seem like it was going to be too cheese filled. Um it just seems like it would be different and you know, I don't mind an enemies to lovers. I think it's one of the better romance tropes. So, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited to get it. Apparently, it already shipped, so I should have it in like 3 days. <laughs> I love that for you. That is so exciting. I think I'm going to Yeah, I think I'm going to get that one. The next book was also a book that has been on my I've been seeing it all over Instagram. I'm sorry. I've been seeing it all over Bookstagram. Um, I've read one of her other books. I, I semi-liked it. Like it was a middle of the road for me. But um, it was mostly the plot and content. It wasn't exactly the writing that I didn't like in it. So, you know, I'm willing to give the author another chance. And like I said, I've seen this one all over. Like I cannot escape a day without seeing it. And it mu- I think it came out last month. And this is Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Winstead. This is a gothic southern thriller, which seems to be her thing, about a killer haunting a small Louisiana town where two outcasts, the preacher's daughter and the boy from the wrong side of the tracks, hold the key to uncovering the truth. These are tagged as thriller. There's a movie TV show coming for it. 
it's gothic fiction, which I found. I found recently that I've been really enjoying gothic fiction. I'm not exactly sure what it entails, but a lot of books that I've read recently have that tag and I've enjoyed them. So I'm going to look do more research into what exactly <laughs> that is. <laughs> but I already put this one on my TBR last month when it came out and I have like 37 people ahead of me. So I will eventually be reading this one. <laughs> that was Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Winstead. I think that you might like this one too, possibly. Yeah, I was actually debating between this one and Love Interest and the Reformatory. So it was not an easy pick for me this month. So but I really do want to read it still. I, I think I'll I'll see if my library has it. The next aardvark pick is The Good Part by Sophie Cousins. And this one is humorous in early release and contemporary fiction. So it is by the New York Times bestselling author of Just Haven't Met You Yet. And in this book, a downtrodden 26-year-old wakes up to the life she's always wanted, but is it really a dream come true? So usually this seems like the kind of book that I would get from Aardvark because it does have that humorous factor and it does seem like it would be kind of quirky, but there was just something else in the synopsis that ultimately made me not want to get it. Ooh, what was it? I'm so curious. So the whole synopsis, it says that Lucy's basically like tired of her life. She's tired of fetching coffees, all that stuff. And she stumbles upon a wishing machine. So she puts a coin into the slot, closes her eyes and wishes with all her might. Please let me skip to the good part of my life. So she wakes up the next morning to a handsome man, a ring on her finger, a high powered job and two storybook perfect children. So it just had that like level of disbelief that I really did not feel like I was going to be in the mood for. And I was like, eh, wishing machine, like it'd be different if like, I don't know, it just happened to her and it was just funny in that way. But I guess Cassandra in reverse, which I got from Aardvark, kind of had that unrealistic factor to it too with the whole time travel thing. So I don't know. It really just depends. I was like, I don't know if I would like this one. So I skipped it. Yeah. See, I, I really thought like, okay, so sometimes <laughs> I'm such a nerd. Sometimes when I see the book of the month picks and the aardvark picks, I look at it and I'm like, I'm going to guess which one Rachel's going to pick. Right. <laughs> and I was like dead set. I was, I was very convinced you were going to get, and you're going to be like, whoa, but I was convinced you were going to get either the good parts or uh, midnight is the darkest hour. I don't know why. I mean, I I debated between them, so you weren't all wrong. <laughs> That's funny. The next book is another one that I thought looked good. So, man, Aardvark is killing it for me, like three out of five. Yeah. I literally put – so I got the – I. <sighs> Don't tell my husband this. Hopefully he's not listening to this episode. But I got Aardvark again. And Yay. I, yeah, so I got the reformatory and the favorites because like I said, Midnight is the Darkest Hour was already at my library. But I might, I'm, I might, if I like the book, I might end up getting the copy from Aardvark because like I said, their quality is amazing. So the next book is The Favorites by Rosemary Hennigan. And like this one looked really good to me too. Unfortunately, this one already has really low reviews on Goodreads. But I think that the synopsis sounds good enough to me that I'm willing to give it a try. And I believe, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it is a debut. Oh no, she has one other book out. So this book is a, it's what got me, and I don't always love this trope, but recently I've been kind of enjoying it. So I'm going to give it another chance and see if I'm going to like, you know, because I'm trying to read through my TBR. 
Okay, I'm trying to get through my TBR. So I'm trying to see like, okay, I know I might not like this type of book, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to take it off my TBR. This is one of those tropes that I'm like, I don't really like it, but let me give it another, another chance before I take all of them off my shelf. And it's the revenge trope. So we have a graduate student that plots a takedown of a popular professor who wronged her sister in this provocative campus novel about privilege, power, and obsession. Now, trigger warning, there is rape in this. I see on the Goodreads, a lot of people have said that. So if that's something you know you don't like, just know that's there. This is a mystery contemporary fiction and it's an early release. So it doesn't have a lot of reviews on Goodreads right now, but it's kind of low. So I'm hoping that, you know, either just it's been in the wrong hands or you know, I, I'm going to see for myself, obviously, but this one, I mean, it looked good to me. I'm going to give it a try. It says there's a lot of social issues that are touched in this, which I feel like the writing has to be really, really good to sit there and touch on a bunch of social issues, you know, because I don't want to hear, I don't want to feel like I'm being lectured. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even yeah. when they get like political and stuff, I'm like, I don't want to be lectured. Like I can agree with you or I can disagree with you, but I don't want to sit here and read a book where you're preachy. Even if I agree with you, like, okay, great, cool. Awesome. I agree. But like, can we do this not here? <laughs> yeah, totally agree. But dang, Aardvark kicked some butt this month and took up book of the month slack for sure. So yeah, I liked those. We have Love Interest by Claire Gilmore. The Reformatory by T-A-N-A-N-A-R-I-V-E Do. <laughs> Midnight is the Darkest Hour by Ashley Winstead. The Good Part by Sophie Cousins. And The Favorites by Rosemary Hennigan. Now, how did Amazon Prime First Reads do for you? First Reads, honestly, this is going to be my first time looking at them. So we're oh going to find out together <laughs> and my reactions will actually be real. So <laughs> I love it. The Amazon Prime First Reads this month has a very, very wide selection of books. They have a thriller, historical fiction, psychological thriller, romance, historical fantasy, book club fiction, short story, suspense, women's fiction, and a children's picture book. Like that's wow. a that's a lot. There's so many. <laughs> I know. So the first one that looks really good is a thriller and it's called Night Owl. It is book one of two which is good to know. So if you end up liking this one, you know you have a second one available. And this is a shocking act of sabotage draws a retired spy into a deadly conspiracy in an explosive thriller. This looks good to me. I'm not huge with like spy stuff, but like I read a little bit more of the synopsis and it definitely looks like it's um, right up my alley. Yeah. So that's Night Owl by Andrew Maine. Have you noticed that there are like a lot of spy thrillers popping up recently? I have. <laughs> That's crazy to me. I feel like I've never noticed them before. Right? And now they're everywhere. But the next Amazon First Reads pick is historical fiction. And it is called When We Were Enemies by Emily Bleeker. And this one is about two women generations apart in the spotlight. It has family secrets, devastating choices, and hope for the future. Those are some main themes in this book. And, you know, I would probably give it a try. I love it when books follow like two separate characters. And this sounds like it's probably going to have two storylines in two different timelines. And I love when books do that. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love that, too. So the next book is called Please Tell Me by Mike Omer. And this has such an interesting cover. After a year in captivity, a kidnapped child escapes only to reveal horrific truths that lead her psychologist on a race against time in this thriller. Wait. 
<laughs> this one looks really good to me too it does actually the cover is interesting like you said so bizarre it's like i don't know it kind of gives me the creep factor <laughs> a little bit yeah just a little the next one is never meant to stay by trisha das and this is a romance and this one is a big-hearted romantic comedy about family and finding the perfect match set against the exuberant backdrop of contemporary Delhi. Uh, so it looks like it is set in India, which I don't think I've actually ever read a book that's set in India. So I might have to give this one a try. Oh, those are my favorite. Oh, I know. <laughs> that is Never Meant to Stay by Trisha Das. Cute little rom-com. The next book is a historical fantasy and it is a witchy retelling of Jane Eyre. A gifted healer unravels the mysteries of a cursed estate and its enigmatic owner. This sounds like not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I um, I don't know if I've ever read a historical fantasy, but I'm scared to try one. <laughs> right? <laughs> it just seems so intimidating. The next one is their book club fiction pick, and it is called The Last Caretaker by Jessica Strasser. And this is about a woman in search of a new beginning who's put to the test in ways that she never imagined in this empowering and provocative page turner. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so the rest of the synopsis kind of makes it sound like it's about a divorced woman. Could be one of those thought-provoking novels. I mean, it is book club fiction. Yeah, that one's cover to me is gorgeous. It is. And I am 100% going to have gotten this one this month because it just, I don't know, just sounds good to me. You should. Let me know how it is. For sure. So the next one's a short story or a novella. And it's the best-selling author Tessa, Belli, Tessa Bailey, which, you know, she has so many books out. I see her all over her bookstagram. And I guess she came out with a steamy novella that's full of hope and humor. And it tracks a couple's fake marriage for a year after the wild New Year's Eve when they said, I do. Okay, hear me out. That one sounds kind of good. <laughs> it sounds like it could be kind of wild. Who is she? Who's who? Me. Like, who is she? Like, I'm, I just said I wanted oh. to like. Oh, I, I don't know. Who are you? What have you done with Ariel? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Bring her back, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's Same Time Next Year by Tessa Bailey. The next first reads pick is their suspense option, and this is called The Daughters of Block Island by Krista Garman. In this ingenious and subversive twist on the classic gothic novel, the mysterious past of an island mansion lures two sisters into a spiderweb of scandal, secrets, and murder. Ooh, just from that little thing alone, I kind of want to get this one. Oh yeah, totally. And the cover's so ominous. It is too. It is. It so is. Speaking of ominous covers, but actually not speaking of ominous covers, speaking of covers, the next <laughs> book that is a woman's fiction, the cover's gorgeous as well. Both of the like women in book club fiction just have really pretty covers with flowers on them. I know. So this book is called Leave It to Us by A.C. Arthur. And it's when an inheritance forces three estranged sisters to face the past hurt and painful memories in this heartfelt novel. This one looks really good, too. I want all of them. Right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, it's so funny because I was so disappointed with, like, Book of the Month, but then Aardvark and Amazon Prime First Reads both kind of, like, they're, like, making up, making up for it in a way. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I was thinking about it, and I was like, all these book subscription things, they probably kind of have to compete with each other. So, like, 
I was surprised that Aardvark had that one, what was it, Ashley Winstead novel, and Book of the Month didn't. Yeah, So you know, because that seems like it'd be something that Book of the Month would have over Aardvark, since it is, like, a pretty well-known author, you know? But anyways, the last Amazon First Reads pick, actually kind of interesting, it's a children's picture book, and it's called Simon Says Goodnight. So cute. So if any... Any of you got children's out there, uh, this one could be a good one. It is by Orit Bergman is the illustrator and the author. And then it is translated by Annette Apple. So I wonder what language this was originally published in. But this one looks cute. It's just about Simon. Simon didn't say go to sleep, did he? You know, kids never want to go to bed. So that's the picture book option. Looks really cute from the cover. I won't be reading it because I'm not five because <laughs> i'm not a child <laughs> yeah right but pretty good picks this month for first reads and artwork and book of the month but i know ariel you're super into following the celebrity book clubs so of course i gotta know like what's going on with the celeb book clubs this month so i haven't really looked too much into it but i can at least give you the names for them um uh, reese's book club has maybe next time by seska major Read with Jenna is The Sun Sets in Singapore by Kahindi Fadipe. Indie Next has Let Us Descend by Jessamyn Ward. Parnassus Books has Absolution by Alice McDermott. We also have the Barnes & Noble Book Club, which also has Absolution by Alice McDermott. And the Oprah Book Club is Let Us Descend by Jessamyn Ward. Um, so sometimes they have, you know, multiples of the same which as we saw there was quite a few of those and I'm definitely going to look into some of those books because some of them you know a lot of the times I like what the celebrity book clubs come up with so yeah yeah it looks like a lot of them have let us descend by Jessamyn Ward this month yes so I might have to try that one at least see what the what the hype is all about, you know? Right, exactly. All right. Well, that was our subscriptions episode. We had some interesting subscriptions this month in November. We did. Definitely looking forward to getting some of these read eventually. <laughs> eventually. I know. I'm like, I'm so tempted to put so many of these on hold at the library. Oh my gosh, I know. But with my look, they all come in at the same time. And oh, for sure. I don't need to be overwhelmed with a giant library stack again. <laughs> that happens all the time. All right. So I don't know about you, but I need to head to the library. And even though I just said I'm going to get overwhelmed by having such a big library stack, I need to go get some of these books. So I'm going to go do that. And you're probably going to do the same thing, I'm guessing. But as always, everyone, happy reading. (laughs) 